0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to episode 153, Why Does It Matter of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcast reside where the podcast resides where the podcast resides we are there hit subscribe write a review give your baby boy some five stars what is the dealio where everybody i hope everyone is doing well whoo your baby boy I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I don't have much of a voice left, but why does it matter? Because we had such an amazing time this weekend. Your baby boy was on the road. We went to D.C. for our Bryce and Wynn present. The District 42. And when I say y'all showed up and showed out, it was such an amazing experience, such an amazing time. Shout out to the Johnny Fairplay. Shout out to Ayana from the challenge. Shout out to Ramona, season one, the Queen, Sandra, Angela from Ghost Island. And you know what? It was a lot of other special people in the building. So if you were there, you know, shout out to all of the fans. Not even the fans, because guess what? We friends now that came out Proper 21 in D.C. Thank you for hosting us. We had such an amazing time. The love, the support was in the air. We watched Survivor. It was a good episode. The Tribal. You would have thought we was at the Super Bowl. I was like, ooh! Listen, one of the podcast interns, Danny, lives in the area, and she was able to come, so we were able to finally meet each other. It was such an amazing experience, and I just have to say, the Purple Pants Posse was in the building. I can't tell you how many people came up to me, It's like, we listen to the podcast, we love Surviving News, and I was telling the window, I was like, we might have to get some of the posse on as contributors, so I don't know. Let me know if you might be interested, but it was, I can't tell you how much fun how much love how much stress you know just making sure everything is right make sure everybody is good also shout out to Fox 5 in DC Wendell and I went up to the news station and you know we did a little promo you know talked a little celebrity tea and it was just such a blessing because I was so nervous and we were on the car ride down to The station and I'm like, what if they ask me this? What if they ask me this? And I'm giving like these answers like, yes, this is this. And Wendell is like, if you don't be quiet and just be yourself. And it really was such uh, an amazing experience. And why does it matter? It matters because we just were supposed to come up for a five minute segment. Wendell and I was killing it so much. They said, well, can you stay for the after show? Okay. Then they got our information. They said, listen, we might need to book y'all again. Listen, okay. Why does it matter? Show up as your authentic self. Okay, that's why it matters. Then from D.C., we had to head down to Pittsburgh for a charity basketball game. You say basketball and Bryce, do them two go together? And the answer is no. But we went down for the third annual celebrity basketball event hosted by Penn State Uh the greater Allegheny campus and from Pittsburgh metropolitan area, Hispanic chamber of commerce hosted a charity event and they raised over $26,000 for scholarships and education for children in the area. And it was such a great time. Big D was there. Okay. We had people from F boy islands, BG and Casey. There was Josh. Okay. Martinez and Fessy from the challenge. We had some Harlem globe trouters, Trouters? Is that Harlem Globe? <laughs> Harlem Globe. Trouters were in the building. It was such a great experience. And yeah, you know, we hosted there was a couple events we had to do. Then, of course, you know, we had to go out one night and woo baby Listen, it was a jam-packed weekend. We had to get the Survivor news out. So if you haven't checked out episode 152, Gone Fishing, that is available now. Run that episode back or head over to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, listen to it, get into it. Okay, we had to re-watch Survivor on the drive down from D.C. to Pittsburgh. Listen, it's getting very booked and busy. And your baby boy is tired. We got back Sunday. Your baby boy had to go to work. Listen, it it. it was given a lot but it was all worth it just to be able to put on these amazing events and just connect friends i don't even say fans friends with you know people from their shows that they love to watch and watching it together so it's just so exciting uh baby boy is tired i've been literally screaming all weekend, well first of all I just scream anyway, sometimes I'll be talking to Barb, she'll be like, why are you screaming? I'm like, oh I didn't know I was screaming, but I am really happy to be back recording this week's episode with you guys, and let me just give you the rundown, we got the church announcements, and it is a casual tea episode and that means I've got my baby boy Amon with me, and we are discussing Judge Katanji Brown's votes we're talking Will Smith and the 10-year ban from the Oscars. We're talking OnlyFans star, Courtney Taylor. Ooh, have y'all heard about the Amber, Crombie & Fitch documentary heading to Netflix? We discuss Lee Daniels and Monique ending their 13-year feud. Baby, Jesse Smollett is back making headlines again. And we have to get the state of Alabama together after they sign multiple anti-trans laws bills into laws so we are pouring a lot of thoughts into this week's episode and you know while we were discussing alabama signing those multiple anti-trans bills really just got me upset and it's just like why does it matter why are people so concerned with what somebody else is doing With themselves and inside of their home and the privacy of their own life. Mind your business and be blessed. Mind your business and drink some water. I'm sure you've got some things to attend to in your own life. Why are you concerned with other people? Let people be great. Give people some grace. Show people some love. Who hurt you? Who hurt you as a child that you have to be so negative and that you have to be so homophobic? You've got to be so transphobic. I don't understand it. Why does it matter? And guess what? The answer is it doesn't. Continue to live in your authentic, true life. Let your light shine. Don't let nobody dim your light. Now, let's get into these church announcements. this week's church announcements i just wanted to give y'all the rest of the dates for the bryce and win present because it's coming up the summer is approaching and listen we trying to go into the summer with a bang so april 20th chicago bryce and Wynn present is in your city okay and we bring in a couple of our friends with us so grab your tickets now also You know, May 3rd is a Tuesday night. Wendell and I are heading to New York to host a karaoke party for Robert. Robert! You know, there is a live show on May 4th. So Wendell and I are kicking it off May 3rd. Also, Philadelphia, they say home is where the heart is. And I know y'all been saying, Bryson, where y'all been going all these places and y'all hadn't come back to Philly. Well, listen, Philly, we got you. OK, May 11th, we will be in Philadelphia. Click the link in my bio. And you can get all of these tickets that I'm talking about. And then listen, posse, major alert, major announcement alert. I'm giving you the exclusive tea. We're on the block is that the finale of season 42 is going to be May 25th. And guess what? OK, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Hey, one more time. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. That's right. Everybody in the West Coast has been saying y'all ain't coming to this side of the country. Well, guess what? We are May 25th. Bryce and Wynn present is teaming up with the Lauren Ashley back to host a finale party that you do not want to miss. OK. Listen, let me say it again. May 25th, Bryce and Wynn present in collaboration with Lauren Ashley Beck are hosting an epic finale party in L.A., deets will be coming soon maybe even this week but listen your baby boys are out here thank you so much for always supporting us and listen i can't wait to see you we come listen we come into a city near you click the link in my bio click the link in windows instagram bio or go over there to the bryce and win present instagram click follow and click the link in the bio and get your tickets we'll see you on the road Casual T with a and B, it's a casual tea with a mon and B. It's a casual tea with a and B. It's a casual tea with a mon B. we are back this week with your casual tea. It's been a little minute, but we back it's been a little minute, but be back with the casual tea with Amon and B. Welcome back. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Where is the lemon juice? It's giving no voice. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. It is the baby boy that is Amon.
1: How are you? I am great. I am happy to be back talking all things pop culture with you um, nice. and the rest of the Purple Pants Posse. Uh, I know that there, there was at least one person um, that I know of that uh, has been waiting for another casual tea ever since the Will Smith debacle. So I listen. <laughs> I'm sure he's not the only one, so... Here we are, guys. We're here. We are reporting live for duty. But before (laughs) we
0: get into that mess, I just wanted to just touch on uh, the Senate confirming Ketanji Brown to the Supreme Court in the historic vote. I just want to know your thoughts on it, because it was, first of all, it's long overdue. Uh, mm-hmm. We could start there. Uh, but I just thought it was amazing. And the thing that like touched me the most was to have the president of the Senate, which is our vice president, a black woman, you know, yes. s- signing in a judge to the highest highest court of the land another black woman it just was like for me the optics of little black and brown children at home little black and brown girls at home watching that and seeing that lie up I just thought it was rather moving for me
1: yeah I I mean look uh, for the most part I have not paid too like too much attention to it Not because, you know, not because I didn't want to watch it. Not well. Yes, because I didn't want to watch it, but not because I just was disinterested, but more so, you know, I did tune in from time to time on like C-SPAN or whatever, like while I'm at my desk and just the questions that she was getting asked, all of this ridiculous stuff. I was just like, I don't want to subject myself to this because we knew she was going to get confirmed. Um, Obviously, it wasn't going to be as bipartisan as we would have hoped the vote. But I knew that she was going to get confirmed and there was really nothing that they could do to stop this from happening Um, because we got to sit there and watch Trump's side do all of this stuff with Brett Kavanaugh and with uh, Amy Coney Barrett. So if we couldn't stop those hoes from getting in there, then they damn sure we're not going to stop Miss Katanji Brown-Jackson from getting in there. But I'm immensely proud and... As more and more time went on and we began to dig more and more into this woman's background, just how qualified she is for this position is not something that I was privy to. I knew that there was no way that they were going to put a black woman up there and she wasn't beyond reproach. I knew that much. I knew that for sure. But when people started to lay out what she's actually done over these other uh, Supreme Court justices, I'm like... Y'all are crazy if y'all are trying to besmirch this woman's name and act like she does not deserve to be in that chair. Y'all are crazy. She by far is the most qualified judge to sit
0: up there. Ever. Like, it, it's, it is, yeah, I, it's, I I felt the exact same way. Uh, I saw an article circulating around and it laid out, you know, all of the, like, the qualifications of which everyone had, and it had hers, and literally hers met every. I was just like, well, damn. And, and y'all giving pushback? Like, yeah, but I, we ain't even gonna go there. Uh, it's just, I just wanted to acknowledge that, and I, I am. You know, well, yeah. o- long overdue,
1: but, you know, long excited. overdue. And it's it's amazing. And I know that there's a lot of commentary about just how amazing this is. And there are some people that, you know, I was watching The View the other day and I love Sarah Haynes. I don't know how many people uh, Purple Pants Posse folks are also View watchers, but I watch almost every day. I'm a big fan of Sarah Haynes. She's sort of like the moderate um, person in the middle between all arguments, always sort of is under. understanding of both sides and she, um, I mean, she's been very supportive of Miss uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson but she did say something um, on Friday's show where she sort of just talked about how important this is just because she's a woman and of course that's, that is that isn't completely valid but I'm so glad that uh, because Whoopi Goldberg is not there on Fridays and for whatever reason Sonny Hostin was not there on Friday either I think she was filming something or she, I think, actually I think she was in D.C. um, helping to celebrate the fact that she got the seat um but anna navarro did you know make the point this is especially great because she is a black woman and i know that there are a lot of people that would wish on either side that would wish that we would stop bringing up race in every facet of this country's existence but guys once again and we've talked about on this show multiple times like racism is ingrained in this country's dna there really isn't anything that we can do about that and black people have the unfortunate task of sort of being the social barometer for how uh-huh. the morality of this country is going because of the fact that we sort of have had a particularly, not the only, but a particularly rough road in, this history, his, um, in the history of this country. I think every time one of us is able to make a stride it's like, wow, we are the benchmark for what it means to progress what it means to get away from this country's horrible, horrible past. So yes, the fact that she is a black Woman, the very first Black woman in this country's history to be a Supreme Court justice. Mm. When we know that the the, the the statistics about the experiences of Black women in this country, that is a remarkable feat. And so, yes, it's great that she's a woman, but particularly that she is Black, that is astounding. It's a it's a shame that it is astounding, but it's right, astounding right. lesson. there's really nothing that we can do about that. So you might as well just hop on board mm-hmm. and celebrate that. Celebrate her womanhood. Celebrate her blackness. Celebrate her black womanhood. Yes. Quang, quang, period.
0: And that's what we are doing here on the Purple Pants podcast. And so that wasn't something that uh Aman and I had, like, discussed before. But I just was like, you know what? We can't do a casualty without weighing in on that. And um we're so excited and so happy. Now, let's get in a little bit to the mess, okay? Oh, we all dude. know... Will Smith, we all know the Emmys, we watched it, okay um, but I am so curious to know because uh, with their opinions rather limited, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Science Board of Governors just decided that Will Smith will not be able to attend the Oscars for 10 years for slapping Chris Rock on stage and the awards on March 27th. The board has decided for a period of 10 years from April 8th, to 2022 Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any Academy events or programs in person or vote virtually limited, but not limited to the Academy awards. Um, So, I mean, I guess we haven't even really talked since everything has happened. Um, And I try, we know everybody of everybody of everybody has an opinion on this situation. Um, so I'ma just go ahead and say mine's. And mine's is it's never okay to put your hands on somebody. And that's just point blank, period. Um, it's just never, never okay Mm -hmm. to put your hands on anyone else. Never okay. And that's my stance on it. And I, I, I understand and I am a proponent of always. You never know what somebody going through. You never know what somebody dealt with yesterday. You never know what somebody is in that moment. And so that's why I always, at my very best, try to be nice to people. Now, I understand I people are, you know, defending Will Smith and just saying all of this. He had like, you know, he has had a rough couple of years. I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's never okay. And if it were ever to be okay, it would never be okay at the highlight, the biggest moment of your career, you receiving your first Academy Award. Do you have the audacity, Mr. Smith, to walk up on this like, "Mm -mm, mm mm-mm, mm-mm. Never okay. yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's just my take on it. Now, do I, do I have, empathy for Will absolutely do I have empathy for Chris Rock absolutely Chris Rock is by far not my favorite comedian at all but does he deserve respect does he deserve protection a thousand percent Um, and that's just really my take on the incident now I got some other takes on some other people's thoughts but I'm uh, I'm curious to hear what you what what your thoughts are
1: yeah like um, I, I I think that we are pretty much in line with one another. I, it's it it was a lot. It was a lot, and I still I will never forget watching that live because I I still it, I could not figure out if it, for the longest time if it was a joke or not. And then when he starts cursing and screaming, that's how you know. Oh, okay. Oh, this. I was like, ooh, ooh I was like, oh wow. I, I think we were all uh, Lupita Nyong'o in that moment. Just uh, like, oh, 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 oh 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 okay oh all right oh. Like it was just, I'm. I am so happy that I don't think that she's done any press because I'm sure she's probably the number one person getting phone calls and text messages and emails. Like, um, would you mind giving a statement? She's like, nope. My nope. facial expressions were enough. Y'all got with y'all got my reaction. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> mm. But I agree with you. I think yeah. Like this is a uh, look. A lot of people have been going. The extra mile to bring up all of this old footage of Chris Rock's career. Right. He has been saying, you know, some less mm. than kosher things. Um, um, being in, com- like, I think there's a, a video circulating of him being in a room with, you know, I think Louis C.K. and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Seinfeld, Seinfeld, And they are, they are uh, like saying the N word and he's sort of like not even. Objecting to it. So, all sorts of damning evidence that people are compiling to justify him getting stricken in the face. First of all, that all of that is immaterial. I understand that that's all something that you guys don't like about him. I totally understand that. And that, there's a, quite a few things that I learned about Chris Rock myself that I'm like, oh, wow. Because I love Everybody Hates Chris. That's like really my only real foray into Chris Rock's career because I didn't really spend a lot of time watching, you know stand-up comedy as a kid, so I don't really know a lot about Chris Rock's material. I just know him as, like, a funny, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, And everybody hates Chris, that's it. Um, So I understand that he is definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but at the same time, none of that has anything to do with he does not deserve to get slapped in the face on national television, even in light of a joke, which I'm quite confident, I mean, I don't know him for sure, but I just don't think that he really meant anything really really harmful by it and there's a lot of people bringing up conversations about black women and black women's hair and all of that and I think all of that is true but I think that two things like oftentimes, two things can be true at the same time that yes there is a huge issue with black men disrespecting black women in this country especially in regards to their hair but I don't necessarily think that that is the leading element here in the situation but right. I think what happened is what we saw he gets up there he makes that joke Chris or um, Will Smith laughs at it then he notices that Jade is not laughing then he's like oh my goodness I can't wake up tomorrow we're already in the news a lot as it is giving our entanglement and all this other stuff which is so, you know, really. so let me put myself more in the news like <laughs> yeah exactly let, let, me, let me I don't want to be me I don't want to be the guy that's like allowing his wife to get disrespected like people always tell me that anyway and so he got up there I think that he sort of like overcompensated Maybe it was going to be a joke at first, and then maybe the slap sort of ended up being real. And then he's like, oh, well, I got to I got to, you know, be in this now. And then he starts screaming. And then that's sort of where we landed. I think that he just he got up there and he overcompensated and it was just a lot. Uh, and that's where I'm at with it. I think two things are true. The joke was distasteful, even if he did not know that she has alopecia and she's been suffering from a lot of, you know, insecurities around her hair loss, but also will come on. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, and you've been the epitome of
0: a young black actor, young black rapper from Philadelphia, you know, started in the the trenches and have worked your way up to a rap career, to an acting career, to, like, you know, being one, like, you know, arguably the top 10 black male actors of our generation and to let it like for this to be a stain on your record is saddening. But however, I'm not wasting too much time on it because listen, they got money. He will survive this. Like it is for me. It's just like, yeah, the fallout now, all the the sponsors is going to drop. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And give it a year give it a two years he'll be able to they'll be fine okay it's it's bigger yeah. issues out here that we could talk about and that are that should be getting the attention not this but i just i do just cannot harp again with saying that like it's never okay to hit someone it's like it that like that's never the answer and uh that's where i stand i respect and admire will smith um and i I respect uh, Chris Rock, and like, yeah, no. Um, but interesting enough, Chris Rock's tour tickets done skyrocketed after this oh, situation. Yeah, I um, it had to add another show in Philadelphia, and it's um, oh
1: man, that Philadelphia show is going to be on one.
0: <laughs> but he's not even talking about it.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> like, that's the thing. Everybody's expecting him to get up there and talk about it, and. I don't know why people expected that. Like, yes, this is great material. This is great publicity. But you have to sort of absorb what happened to you and then write about it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. He might not even really want to. I mean, I feel like he feels compelled to because everyone's going to be talking about it for so long. For this, You're never going to escape this. Like, people are going to be talking about this for the... Until the end of both of your lives, like it's just going to be a thing, um, well into like your like eighties, so people are going to be like, oh, remember back in like forty years ago, mm-hmm. you got your ass, like it's just going to be following you forever. But you still like have to, you still have to sort of absorb that and then work that into your comedy routine in a way that you feel is great for you, and that doesn't always happen quickly. So if you really want some good comedy surrounding this event, I would just go to other comedians, go to your local uh, comedians for that shit. Like, don't go listen. to Chris Rock for that. Chris
0: Rock little brother who I didn't even know he had a little brother his little behind is on tour talking about Will Smith ain't going like listen okay they all trying to eat off of this exactly. Um what I think is funny though is not anything about the situation but the internet loves to play in our faces and you know the internet when this happened, they said, this is why Beyonce don't come outside no more. Okay? <laughs> because she's been to, they she's were like been, naming she's all. She's been to all of them. <laughs> she's been to all of them. She's been to the Kanye. She's been through this. And I forget the other ones that I'm trying to think what she has been through. But they was like, Beyonce doesn't seen it all. That's why she don't come no more. Yeah.
1: It's the, the ghetto. The ghetto. Oh, okay yeah it's 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 just really um it's an all-around unfortunate situation and there's also i think what makes it so much more um just like so heavy is that it does sort of get wrapped up in all types of conversations about like you know the one that i mentioned before about black women in their hair there's also the like the respectability politics conversation of it all it's like whether or not will smith has the right to mess up and not be vilified and i think that there all of that exists in this in the situation and it's bringing to light a lot of ignorance of non-black people. Um, But it's also sort of like a really cut and dry situation, which makes it, I think makes it really hard because there are a lot of people that are like not privy to those nuances of this conversation that just see Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and that's it. You know what I mean? Right is right. Right. Wrong is wrong. And like, like, let's just end it there. But then there are other people that are like, well, you know, considering the history of Will Smith and like what he's been through and You know, the whole thing with Jada and Mm -hmm. also, like, why is Will Smith not allowed to, you know, just get up there and be angry and, you know, and have a have a really low moment without being, you know, acting as if he's like this horrible person? Because we know he's not this horrible person. Like, there really have not been. And, you know, for all we know, publicly, at least, there really haven't been any moments like this where, you know, he has acted this way. Yeah, never. I feel like I feel like there is some grace that we can give him, and this ten-year ban. I'm like, this is so dramatic. Like- so well, and also again, not comparing apples. You can't compare
0: apples to oranges. But I was, you know me, I love to read the Twitter. They said that the uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Science, the Board of Governors, uh, has issued a more stricter restriction on will smith for this incident than what kyle rittenhouse had to face and i said Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're not even going there but i mean yeah and this is another thing maybe you could break this down for me okay so he resigned from the board Mm -hmm. and now he is banned for 10 years so does this mean that he cannot win Okay, so I can't attend and I'm not on the board, but if I am still producing great work, is he still eligible to receive an Oscar?
1: Yes. So his resignation, I mean, being in the Academy, I mean, there's a lot of perks that come with it, but there are a lot of people that can be in the Academy. It's sort of similar to who can be in the Grammy, um, the Recording Academy. Like, if you've been nominated before, um, if you are recommend, or if you like are um, backed up by other people that are already in the Academy, that's how you end up being in the academy. So there are a lot of people, like people that aren't even like famous that are in the academy. So the resignation just simply means that he won't be able to really vote, I don't think, anymore on certain things and things of that nature, which, you know, that, that kind of sucks. But it did say that the ban does not preclude him from being nominated um, or even winning. So he can still theoretically get nominated for his future work for the next 10 years. Now, whether or not, the members of the Academy will even consider his material is another thing. So, you know, they can say all they want that he can be nominated, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they will nominate him.
0: And so then that, that, this begs this question that we talk about seems like a lot on the podcast is despite what he has done here, if he is putting out Oscar worthy work, like you know, like shouldn't it stu- like you know, like it like so now we can't separate the person from like the art from the person. Look, just asking, just asking.
1: I'm d- I'm just asking the question. It's you know, I mean, look, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I would not be surprised if Will decides to embark on a series of projects over the next ten years that really showcase a lot more of his acting because he's getting up there in age, like. Some of these roles that he used to be able to do are probably not going to be, you know, as plentiful. Um, So he's probably... I I could totally see him venturing into more oscar baby films, like, the you know, the types of roles that Oscars love to shower in awards. I could totally see him attempting his damnedest to get nominated again, just so that he puts the Academy in an awkward position in having... Because you know that he'll be able to drum up public support. So... I could totally see that happening in the next few years. And then we'll see how the Academy responds. I, you know, I don't know. I I think at the very least, maybe we'll see him nominated once or twice over the next 10 years. I don't think that we'll see him win again. I just think that it's, I think that he has pissed off. So many members, so many high up members that are, that were secretly probably at the Academy Awards, Academy Awards, like clapping for him. And now they're like telling, you know, the powers that be like, oh, I can't believe he did that. He should never be invited back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm like, I I think that I'm like in the middle of this. I am ultimately fine with a ban. 10 years is excessive. Like if you want to, if you want to, you know, say, okay, you, you did this. You, you acted ass real quick. So now you can't come for like next year. That seems fine. Maybe two years. That seems perfectly reasonable, but a decade (laughs) Mm. for what? (laughs) Mm. It's not like you got up there and like, slapped him in the face and then, like, pummeled him and, like, you know, left him all did and confused. Like, it was a slap. Mm. It didn't even look like that hard of a slap, at least. I'm not trying to justify the the, the violence. I'm just saying, like, have the punishment match the crime. Come on.
0: Yeah. So, there's our take on it. Y'all wanted it, Posse?
1: You got it.
0: <laughs> now, we're moving on to... Something that I really don't know a lot about, but I kept seeing it circulate on my Instagram, and then I, like I I saw the story, and then I like saw an update, and I was like, "Hmm, this update looked a little interesting." Now, sorry, I got a little mint in my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so an OnlyFans. Model Courtney Taylor, I believe it is, um, allegedly stabbed her boyfriend to death in their apartment before racy content was posted on her social media page. Influencer Courtney, 25, known to her social media platforms as Courtney Taylor, was detained and later taken to a a mental institution after killing her 27-year-old boyfriend. Police responded to a 911 call from Courtney around 5 p.m. Sunday at a luxury apartment building in Miami, Florida where they found the boyfriend stabbed once in the shoulder, first responders transported him to a nearby hospital where he, uh, succumbed to his injuries. Officers said that the violence was caused by a dismissed domestic abuse, um, d- domestic dispute. And there was like this image circulating around on the internet of like her covered in blood. Um, and so I was just like, okay. Like this is crazy. I don't know who this OnlyFans person is, um, but not really giving much into it. Like you know, just saw it. Like, ooh, that's sad. But baby, it looked like so that happened Friday, last Friday. Yeah. Now there is a video circulating around of this lady just chilling at a bar. <laughs> and yes, and you know in this day and age, everybody going to pull out their phone and the lady Courtney is confronted by this person on video like so you just going to be out in a bar living your best life? And so which I do think it is a bit much, but like this person also goes as far like posted this video and with their the, the caption of the video uh adding the Miami day the Miami Police department saying. Does this look like a mentally unstable person to you? As she claims, she's referring to the fact that Taylor was placed in a psychiatric hold after threatening suicide when she was brought in for questioning. And, you know, it for me. I, I don't know, but. Again, like I said, I didn't. I don't know much about this woman, you know. If it ain't an Aussie OnlyFans, I, ain't, I, you know, I don't know nothing about it. Oh my God, how the
1: Aussie? Not, oh, I'm sure you probably already talked about Aussie.
0: <laughs> yes, um, I, need look,
1: I, I have listened to. Listen, we
0: can we can add him to the casualty as well because listen, we gotta talk about him too. But anyway, um, like you know, I like I don't know, I didn't know who she was, but then it's like you know when you also see this like girl. Miss mamas like you're uh, and again, they say it was a, dis- a domestic dispute. The neighbors said that, like, you know, they were constantly arguing. It looked like the boyfriend had recently uh, moved to Florida. To live with her. Um, and it just is. A little concerning. Um, the boyfriend's family kind of wants answers and they, the boyfriend's family is feeling like um, he did not deserve for his life to be cut so short in that heinous act of violence. Um, And the, the boyfriend's family has questions. Now, I don't know. I'm, you know me, I, I'm a proponent of, People keeping their hands to themselves. However, like you know, there are a, things happen behind closed doors that we do not know anything about. I, I don't know if this boyfriend could have been abusive, and this is self defense. Like I, I don't know any yeah. of that. Yeah, and that most certainly could be the truth. But if that is the case, and this happened Friday, why is your ass at a
1: bar a week later? Yeah, in public. Yeah. That's weird. Um that's yeah. I don't know. I mean I it's it's tricky like you said because it's hard to you don't know all the facts. We don't know anything about this couple. I don't know these people existed until now. Okay. So you know I I can't really draw any conclusions. All I can say is that once again in a similar vein to what's going on with the Will Smith conversation
0: this conversation
1: is going to get wrapped up in a uh, lot uh, of trauma that black people have with the criminal justice system and especially black men when it comes to white women and how oftentimes their words uh-huh. lead to our deaths in history and looks like in this particular instance her actions specifically led to his death now whether or not it was a justified killing I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if, I don't even know how you even figure that out if no one was in the room. Right. Um, so I don't, I, I I don't know. I'm kind of tiptoeing around because I don't really know how to feel yet. I know how this is going to come across optically, but, uh, but I will say it is sort of strange to be out in a bar. Now, from what I understand this bar was, like, in a hotel, so maybe it was at the hotel that she was staying at, because obviously she can't stay at her apartment right now, so maybe she was just, like, coming down for a drink, and... But even that, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to be seen anywhere. Anywhere, especially at a bar a couple of days after I killed my boyfriend, and then I was claiming that I was going to kill myself, because that's why she got placed under the ticket. Uh, Right, and... mm. And we and again,
0: I, I don't know. This, this woman could be traumatized and abused. And like, so right. I I, I want to give could her be handling it the way that she knows how. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I want to give her grace in this situation um, and that. But also, like, I'd be lying if I would say a part of me is just like well, that. The optics just don't look good. Like, you know how convenient placed on this hold and and then like, and then you out, like if, if that were to be me, I would be, first of all, I wouldn't be at a hotel. I would be flying back home. I would be in the arms and support of my fam. Like, uh, yeah, I, there's just, just a lot. So I just thought that that was so interesting and kind of reading that and, um, diving a little bit more deep into it. So I it's will be
1: rough. I'll be watching this one closely. Cause it's, it, it doesn't seem that cut and dry because there's just so many details that we don't know. And there's already conflicting reports of their relationship. And of course, no one really knows the true nature of anyone's relationship except those people involved. Right. i heard accounts of the family and close friends saying like, we would have never thought that this would happen. Like they, we go out with them. They, like they, they're always so like fun to be around. I just doesn't make any sense that this would happen. And then you have like the neighbor that claims that one time he did see him swing at her at one point he doesn't know if it was open or closed hand but he's seen he's seen them get into physical educations before so it's just like you get one sort of testimony you get another testimony so i don't know where we go from here i'm going to be interested to see how this how this works um but yeah i think that the the most weird thing about all of this is three days ago you're saying you're going to kill yourself and you get placed in a psychiatric hold and then the next thing you know you're at a bar drinking it's just like All right. Right. But. And all of that weird stuff that's coming out about her, like saying, oh, Mm. I only date Rich. I only date. Mm -hmm. It's given real. So it's like, she's already sort of like an unsavory person. If you're going to go, if you have the audacity to go on a podcast and say something like that. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that anyone deserves to get hit or not the point that I'm making. I'm just saying like in the, in the eyes of public opinion, this is going to get very, very messy because of the fact that she is not like your typical damsel in distress. It seems like there's like a lot of s- stuff going on here. So I'm just interested to see how how this goes and how this all plays out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Me as well. So any updates that we get or any updates that y'all see on the stories, tag us, tag me, slide in them DMs and send it to me because I want to follow this closely. Now this next casual tea, bang. I... Mm, so interested in I I a friend s- sent this information to me last week and I was like, oh, I didn't even see this. I didn't even I haven't even seen anyone talking about it, but everybody's good favorite of the amb- being fitch. going back to your high school days. Remember those shirts and jeans and, you know, destroyed denims and cargo shorts and those illustrious shirts that we all love to wear or at least had. Well dun 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 Netflix <laughs> is making a documentary. And bang bang, you know when Netflix make a documentary, either three things about to happen. <laughs> we about to give you the most love in the world or you're about to be the most captivated person in the world, or you might (laughs) want to prepare to go into hiding because they're going to reveal some truths. Now, this is the thing for me um, about this documentary because you can watch the trailer. Uh, you can like ty- type in Amber Crombie and Fitch, Netflix, and you can see what the trailer is about. And I'm I'm guessing you can assume what it is about already. Uh, that basically, Amber Crombie and Fitch, they had a type. They had a clientele that they only wanted to serve. And work for them. And I always knew that, like, and here's the thing, like, even when I was in, I'd say high school, and before I really, like, I I mean, I knew what discrimination was. I knew those type of things, but like, I didn't, I never could like grasp it. I always felt so uncomfortable in Amber Crown being Fitch. I always felt like, yeah, I just, I, the, I've worked in retail for a very long time. Um, and I just can remember, like, oh, like walking in and, like, not being greeted or, like, walking in and just, like, you know, um, and then when I was in high school, like, I applied. I went through this, like, group interview and, like, you know, just like, you know, they had a tight, they had a fit, you had to look a certain type of way. And it's like the, the trailer in which that I saw on Netflix documentary, it seemed like, the work discrimination uh, laws and policies that are currently into effect today, uh, it seems as if, like, the exact opposite was, like, how Amber Crombie and Fitch operated.
1: Yeah. Did did you see the trailer? I did see the trailer. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I have... Like, cause I didn't really. I, I I was not a fashion person growing up. Like, I was not like my sister was that way. Like, she was the one always in the. She was a mall rat, always in the mall, looking for new clothes to wear, trying to follow the trends. I was a lame in middle school and in high school. I did not participate in that stuff, but I certainly did hear all sorts of like. And this, and Abercrombie and Fitch was not the only brand. Like, um, there was a big thing with what's it called a uh, a uh, uh, hill figure. As well, mm-hmm. and a few other brands. American mm-hmm. Eagle also got into it a little bit too, so mm-hmm. they are not the only ones. And aren't Abercrombie and Fitch the names of two slave owners, plantation owners? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a thing? I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I think that, I think that's like how it all, like that's how it entered my public knowledge. Like, I remember being in the in the mall one time, like with like my grandmother or whatever, and she was like, "Oh no, we don't shop there. Those are plantation owners." I was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> okay." And this was, like, years ago. Like, over a decade ago at this point. So, they've been into some shit for a long time. And I'm kind of just not shocked that Netflix is just now hopping on it. But, yeah, they have been... We we knew. We knew that they were racist as hell. We knew. And not even racist, though. Like, I
0: mean, yes, but also, like, when we talk about, like, cyberbullying and we talk about bullying in general like they literally were saying like this is the cool kids Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you can't be with us like it it just is like there's just so much embodied in this that is crazy to me and I, I I just I I can't believe that they are still operating and running. Um, but what I also thought was so interesting because, like you know, and wake of all of this that is happening. <laughs> Child, not they gonna take today Instagram. Okay, you you ready for this? What they? Say. <clears throat> Thank you for giving us a chance to show you who Abercrombie is today, and for being a part of who we will be tomorrow the signed this is amber crombie today
1: <laughs> i mean this is what they this is what every company do so <laughs> when they get when they get into it like and everybody says like oh you're you what you're doing oh, you're actually a really messed up kind of company you're a messed up kind of brand you're racist you're this you're that and then it's like okay well then let's start hiring the black people let's get them in front of the camera let's get a, a inclusion and diversity team in here Let's release a statement. Let's put up a black square during the summer of 2020. Let's do this. Let's do that. Black Lives Matter. Why? Like this is this, they're just going through the motions at this point. Like I personally don't give a damn about Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch because I wasn't ever shopping there anyway. None of their clothes appeal to me anyway. Like I lived in the Northeast. It was cold for two thirds of the year. Okay. I was not mm-hmm. wearing any of that beach shit anyway. And that goes for Hollister is wear as well. So yeah, they all, they all the same, and but all my, the same.
0: My question though, is it's like, you know, when they release a statement, like, thank you for giving us the chance to show you who Amber Crombie is today. Well, how do you make a statement? Well, Bish, is you gonna address who you was yesterday? Like, yeah. how how do we just move forward to the day? Like, that's what I don't like. Um, and when stuff like this happens with companies, okay, we get it. But like, you are you gonna actually address who you were? Because I feel like in order to move forward, we should acknowledge. And I think, again, that's like such the huge part of the issue in this country. And again, like we're always back to like, why is everything about race? Because y'all don't want to talk about it. Y'all want to like sweep it under the rug. And then when ish pop off, it's like, oh, my God, why are we here again? (laughs) Because Because we never addressed it. That's why. And we are screaming to be heard and to address it.
1: It, it's, and it's just like the fact that everybody just thought that they could get away with it too. And they were getting away with it because. like And, said, and still are. Yeah. And this conversation ain't new. This conversation was happening like by like older black people. Uh, when I was younger, like the, people knew what was going on and they, and they, and there were lawsuits and there were all sorts of stuff coming out in the news, but they continued to operate as if nothing was ever really happening because a decade ago believe it or not a decade ago it really wasn't like nobody really gave a damn mm-hmm. they didn't give a damn like it was like oh you know we have reports of racism but it's not really hurting our bottom line so who cares you know what I mean like mm-hmm. we'll just you know we'll say we'll have like the CEO put out a statement and say like we would never huh, how dare you even insinuate that we would ever engage in racism we're only hiring people that look good to us OK, and if you're not and that's still one of discrimination, <laughs> then maybe you should just go look in the mirror because something's off <laughs> and then try and get it two years, whenever you get like a skin lightening routine. I don't even know. It's just like they did not care. They didn't care. And now that we as a country over the past few years, like it seems like ever since the election of of Obama all the way up until the Donald Trump era. It feels like we have been doing dealing with racial reckoning after racial reckoning after racial reckoning after racial mother-effing reckoning, and now that we are no longer at the point where we are going to accept half-assed apologies and these statements from CEOs and CFOs and all these hoes that were doing it, like faceless hoes that we don't even know who we're <laughs> Not talking Not
0: CEOs, CFOs, and all these hoes. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying. Sorry. Now that we don't know... Now that we're not down with this anymore, now everybody's like actually now they don't know how to deal with it because they never really had to in the first place. So yeah, another thing that makes me
0: frustrated is that like the fact that they they they've done this over and over again and it's like these are the clothes that are deemed to be cool and you know, but yet in the hip hop era or in the black culture, you know, our attire is considered urban is considered, you know, Oh, it's, you know, if, if you were to see someone, uh, in Amber or if you were to see someone in Sean John, Rockerwear, echo, like, you know what I mean? Like you would demonize or the police would look at somebody in the rock, Rockerware, Fo-boo, like, you know, I'm just trying to go back to, like, the 2000s, like, they would see somebody in that image and automatically cast them in a light that is, oh, criminal or mm-hmm. mm, up to trouble and see, like, it, it just is, like, it's just and so, now. and look at y'all now. And look at y'all now, but listen, I will be here for the, do- first of all, I love oh. a good documentary, and
1: especially, you know, are getting dragged,
0: people are getting
1: dragged.
0: And again, I haven't seen much about it yet. And um, I'm trying to say, when does it come out? Because like, I just know it's a lot is going to be said. Uh, And a lot of people will be interested in this because it's like, it's something that of like my era that I can remember that. And actually I have like direct feelings. I feel attached to this. So I'm excited. Uh, When is yeah. this coming out? Let me see if I give y'all a... Uh date because i will be yeah, a you teen. in pittsburgh
1: right now there's a mall in, in, in north hills called ross park mall they had a big ass abercrombie and Fitch store in there and i've never set footed there a day mm. in my life because my grandma was like Mm-mm, no we don't we don't go over there mm. so and i was it, like all right
0: all right grandma said we don't go we don't go so it looks like it is coming out uh april 19th so listen Set your calendars because I'm definitely so curious to watch this. Uh, keeping the teapot pouring. This is a. Interesting story, Lee Daniels finally apologizes to Monique, ending their 13-year feud following the Oscar win. I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you know, uh, but during the Precious Era, you know, Monique won an Oscar, uh, was huge around the world, and we didn't see Monique again. <laughs> Seemed as though, you know, she disappeared. She didn't have any roles. We didn't know what was going on. And this is what I will say about Monique, who is a black woman who has a strong voice and speaks up. Uh Ten years ago, she went on this press run explaining that she had been blackballed by Lee Daniels. Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey. And she said that, you know, when they were touring for the promotional tour for Precious, um, Monique had fulfilled her obligations and they wanted her to go to some other festival to help promote the tour, to help promote the movie as it hadn't come out yet. And they wanted to get, you know, when you're trying to get Oscar buzz and all of this type of stuff, you got to do this type of thing. However, Monique said, I have fulfilled my contracts." with you guys, and it's the holiday time, and I'm actually going to spend some time with my family, and they did not like that, and you know, uh, the company that overseed the production of Precious, um, and you know, the heads of them, and you know, Tyler, Monique, and Lee really wanted her to, you know, they're asking you to do, the networks ask you to do this, like, you know, you gotta do this, like, come on, do this, because, right. like, you know, and like, and Monique stood her ground and she said, no, like, I'm gonna spend time with my family. And she said that Tyler Perry, Oprah, Lee Daniels turned their backs on her. They told directors and other studios that she was hard to work with, very demanding. And you know what that type of language, uh, especially when spoken about a black woman, um, is. And you know, if it, it it then it's whistled down the lane. And then literally, we hadn't seen Monique in forever. And she came out about with this about six years ago. And a lot of people were like, Oh, here she go. Here she go. Yeah. I can believe it. I could believe it. And then, you know, uh after that, she had started to kind of come out a little bit. We're doing some stuff here and there. Then, you know, she wanted us to boycott Netflix because Amy Schumer, who is a relatively new, um, Comedian was able to demand this amount of money as opposed to when Monique was shopping a special around, like they were literally offering her pennies as if like she wasn't an Oscar award winning actor. If she wasn't, you know, the queens of comedy, if you haven't seen like, you know what I mean? Like if like she wasn't a veteran. And so, you know, it just seemed like this dark cloud just kept following Monique. However, um, the one thing that I will say is that through time and time again, when, when Monique said these, Was speaking of these allegations, you know, and her story never changed. She kept saying the same thing. She kept saying the same thing. She kept saying the same thing. Tyler Perry, Oprah, Lee Daniels, they would not speak about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently we heard that... uh, More and more people have been getting involved. More and more people have been getting in the ears of Tyler. And we've heard that Tyler has apologized, but not apologized yet to Monique. And then we saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, Lee Daniels. He joined Monique on a stage a couple of Fridays ago for her comedy because she's currently on a, a comedy show and he said I'm sorry for hurting you in any way that I did he said. Um, She was my best friend. He continued addressing the crowd. My best friend y'all. Y'all think Precious was just that was God working through both of us and we're going to effing do it again. I love you. And he publicly apologized to her which is something that she had been asking for and yeah it was kind of sort of great to see and also I kind of felt a little sad the fact that yet again hear this another black woman speaking up and like you know saying screaming to us and a lot of us looked at her like uh-huh. she probably that she probably was difficult to work with she probably like you know and 13 yeah. years and now here comes lee daniels apologizing
1: yeah yeah, I mean, we uh, we certainly did not um, give her a lot of grace. I mean, I mean, I think a, I think quite I think a, well, you know, I won't say that. I think the black community at least was sort of like split down the middle. I think there were a lot of people that were like, "Oh no, yeah, I could fully support Monique one hundred percent," and there were a lot of people that were like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, but she still got to play the game. Like, she probably was doing a lot trying to like you know diss the or like not promote the movie or whatever they sent a there, which like. I think that there's like, once again, (laughs) here I am, I go, baby, why don't you just meet me in the middle? Just like right, right there in the middle. I feel like, yes, there is a bit of a game that you have to play in Hollywood. Yes, there might be some events, especially if you were like a smaller, I'm not saying that Monique is a small actor, but like in the grand scheme of things, she is not a blockbuster actor. Okay, in the black community, we all know and love her from her early sitcom days and her comedy days. She is big to us. But to Hollywood in general, maybe not so much. And so, yes, there might be a few things that you need to do for, for Precious that aren't going to pay you. That sometimes, yeah, maybe you, maybe because the way that Hollywood works, which isn't fair, but the way that Hollywood works, you got to suck it up and just go to this event and schmooze and rub and bump shoulders with the big wigs and, you know, network, you know, all that stuff. Um, and she decided, well, no, because that's not in my contract. Mm. I did what I was supposed to do Mm. um, and I went on to win an Oscar, mind you, Mm. a, a mere few months later. So I did what I was supposed to do. I did my job and no, I don't need to do this. I don't need to engage in this if I don't have to. And she's right. She's entirely right. Now that might piss some people off, but it doesn't mean that she's wrong. And so, And it doesn't mean she's hard to work with. It doesn't mean that she's hard to work with because she did her job. She did what she came there to do. She acted in your little movie. She won your movie a little award. And she packed her shit and left. So I think she pointed out something that is a flaw in this industry. It's like, why do I, if I'm not going to be be paid to promote this film, Mm. why do I need to attend? And she, as she asked that question of why, and people it, people started giving her all sorts of answers. She didn't like the answers. And y'all didn't like the fact that she didn't like the answers. And so now y'all are trying to say, all right, well, well I guess we're just not going to work with her anymore because she doesn't want to be a team player. And it's like, Oprah, Tyler, Lee, y'all were all wrong on that instance. It's okay to say so. It's it's okay to It's okay to be like, well, you know, Monique, I feel like it probably would have been a lot easier if you had just done what we suggested and just promoted the movie. It would have been so much better if you just did that. But at the same time, if y'all have the funds to give this woman because y'all produce this film, if you have the funds to do something and pay her for her time, then maybe you should have just maybe what the real thing would have should have been is just do that and then she'll be there. But
0: she had said, and again, time and time again, it wasn't even about the money. It was the holiday season and she had said for like maybe previous three holidays, she was unable to spend the time with her family. And this was the year that she was like, I'm not letting another holiday time go by and I'm not spending it with my family. And again, the more and more I think about the situation, I I, like I, I empathize so much with Monique because it's like, how many times are we like do we say, put yourself first. Oh, mental health is important. We need to take time for us. And it's okay to say no. And this woman yeah. literally said, no, I've been working and my family is more important to me. And they blackballed her. And they made us look at her like she was crazy. When literally, she is being a pioneer for breaking down of how these Hollywood things work. Because that's how like life is. Oh, you want to do this? You got to play by the rules. Well, who made the rules? Because I'd like to know. Yeah. So we just have to do as you say and not as yeah. you
1: do. Okay. Lucy Goldberg, you and this Mess too because I okay. know you 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 sat up there on the view and told her, "Oh, you should have called me and I would have schooled you." Okay, so basically you're saying you would have just said the same thing that uh that uh Oprah and all the rest of them told her, which is exactly what and she and she held her composure so much on that show. And she said, "As, as, as you know, not that she had anything to be angry about anyway." Well, Obviously she did. But she sat up there she sat up there and told' Whoopi, like, "I understand that, sister, but here's where I'm coming from. I feel like I should not have to do this, that and the third for anybody." And it wasn't even it was, it was past the precious point at that point, because uh, at that point it was about the Netflix thing, where mm-hmm. she laid out her resume and she told y'all, "Look, I have all of these awards. I am probably the most awarded black female comedian in history. And
0: she and had the numbers behind it. She had the movie. She had
1: the life. She has the. She, mm. And you're shelling out all of this cash. It's for it's, mm. Amy Schumer. Who is, mm. who is definitely, you know, a bright spot right now. She's definitely hot. She'll probably sell some tickets. So I understand that. But why am I getting a million dollars or 500,000, whatever it was, and she's getting 13 million? That'll make no damn sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah and it's crazy because she's currently on a comedy tour right now um that i the reviews of it are Amazing, 50 cents even went to it. Um, and he spoke out and was like, that's crazy. I just went to a Monique show and it was the funniest show ever. And he was like, do I need to put Monique back on to something? Uh, because she needs to be seen. And, and that kind of sort of sparked this other kind of conversation about uh, Monique and just giving her more awareness. Also shout out to T.S. Madison over there on Fox Soul. She has the T.S. not Madison experience, but she has the T.S. Madison forget the name of the show but yes kudos to our girl CS Madison she interviewed uh, Monique uh, and Monique talked about this, and uh, again, it was a very compelling interview, and if you have a chance to like, just Google T.S. Madison and uh, Monique on Fox Soul, watch it, and Monique also had Lee Daniels on her show and was speaking to Lee Daniels about this on the show before he publicly apologized, so I just wanted to, like, you know, okay, listen, we got our T.S. Madison up in the mix, too, uh, but
1: it is nice the- to see all of these people heal. It's it's nice to see that this is going in a step like a, 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 a step in the right direction. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me, you, you know, the episode of the Prowl Family where like Sugar Mama like gets reunited with like this woman that she feuded with a long time ago, and then they like make up and like win a mm-hmm. dance contest. Like it's giving very much that. It's giving very much like okay, y'all need to y'all need to come back together and you know d- deliver us some good quality content for mm-hmm. you know black audiences give us good stuff because both of you like monique you're such a talented actor you're a funny person lee daniels you are a talented director and storyteller y'all should be making magic together and it's i'm not saying that you know it's you can't get into arguments and fights from time to time we all family we all fight you know we have disagreements but it's just so healing to watch this happen because yes monique was right she was right and we really played in her face for like the right five years uh, no, a decade, a decade. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. But I just that something I had always been following, so I wanted to bring it to the posse. Okay, keep it in moving, y'all. <laughs> 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 Who, Jesse, 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 Jesse. Oh my god! Jessie, I, Jessie, I, Jessie, I didn't
1: Jessie, even know this was a thing until you we talking about it, and I still don't even know what this is about. So uh, I'm gonna sit back and listen. Okay
0: who <laughs> we know jesse you know him from empire you know him from subway you know him from getting arrested you subway. know him from subway because that's where allegedly he was headed that cold night in chicago oh. to get a subway sandwich <laughs> like,
1: doing subway commercials <laughs> not him <laughs>
0: not him oh god not not him either uh yeah uh staged a hate crime the people that he staged it with turned against him. He stood his innocence, stood his innocence, was found guilty. Um, he was sent to 100 and I think 50, uh, 150 days in jail. However, he filed an appeal. Uh, he was granted the appeal. however, he wouldn't get the appeal for, I think it's like six months, but then he posted bail, so now he doesn't even have to serve any time. Uh, so okay, well, money talks. And now, child. And here's the thing. Like, I want to love Jesse. Okay. He comes from a great fan. Like, you know, but like Jesse, just move on. Say you're sorry. Say you did it. Or like, here's the thing. If you still want to like proclaim your innocence that like that, listen, that's your prerogative. But move on. Stop. Stop talking about it go away from us with this go up into the mountains (laughs) go Mm. go to the caribbeans go like go somewhere and sit down okay Mm. that's it Mm. now listen on april 8th the former empire star shared a clip of his latest single entitled thank you god on instagram Adding that all the proceeds would be donated to charitable causes. The lyrics video opens up with a signed statement by Jesse that reads, Channeling channeling these thoughts the best way I know. Love you. The track was released around uh, the time of his March 10th sent- sentencing for staging a hate crime. Some of the lyrics include, It's like... They're hell-bent on not solving the crime, <laughs> taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that straight-taking lives, but turned around and act like I'm the one that killed the stride. See, and this is the thing that, like, is, hold on, let me just give you a little snippet, because, hold on.
1: me is what
0: they claim. Why would they say it's so? Y'all want me to explain things that I just do not know. Got all these mean makers joking that my life is But that's what And so, like, here's my issue, Jesse. Like, and 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 it 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 uh listen, there is something to be said though. Like the fact that he is so hell-bent on that he is innocent. Like, I like okay, all right. Although I feel like the evidence and everything else says something different. I, for me, what is like so hurtful and exhausting is that you keep wanting to bring race in this, you keep wanting to bring trans into this, you keep wanting to bring LGBTQ, you want to bring Sa- Sandra Bland into this, like, no, but you're, no, you're not going to, you're not going to, no, Jesse, like, that's the problem now, that's why they, like, that's why people don't see us, that's why people don't, like, like, no, like, the fact that you want to lump your staged hate crime to boost your career in with real-ish that matters, like, that's that is the part that I'm just like Jesse, get out of my face because it's like I I just can't, like I just can't, I, I just can't with
1: him Six minutes, sir A six minute song, who do you think you are? Kanye West? No, this is not man on the moon. Okay, no, 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 no. Uh, Like six more minutes of you lying. You lied. You lied, sir. You lied. You lied. You lied. You made this whole ruse about getting attacked. You had substances poured on you. It was racially motivated. It was sexuality motivated. Come to find out it was all a complete fabrication. And you got caught. And you have been maintaining your innocence this entire time. Innocent from what? Lying? No! (laughs) You lied! And you called yourself the gay Tupac. Tupac (laughs) died! Tupac got shot! And died! You didn't get shot, sir. You didn't die, sir. You got your ass caught and sent to jail, and then you didn't even spend the full 150 days in there for lying, and wasting everybody's time, and now you're out here releasing freaking life of Tupac, gay Tupac Pablo bullshit with more lies. With <laughs> more lies. As the great Aretha Franklin said, lies, lies, <laughs> and more lies. Lies on top of lies. That's all that is. The book of trash. The book of lies. I just...
0: I I just I don't get it amon like I am just like and again go away from us with this like just go sit down it would not be so bad if you were just not in our face with more lies if you were like it's it's just like that's if you want to believe that you are innocent if you want to proclaim it that's fine but listen go to your family's estate and go sit down. Don't be on a headline. Don't be making music. Don't like cuz here's the thing though. Like I love his sisters and like you're tarnishing them with this. Like you are like it, it's like
1: uh it's it's draining. It's so draining. And and the fact that like you got these other men involved and you know, they are the they're adults. They agreed to take part in your little ruse and your little plan as well. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and you know absolve them of that agency, but like, it's just you are entangling so many people in this, and it does not need to go any further than you have already made it go. Like, you you got you got sentenced 150 days. You didn't even have to serve the entire time, which I still feel like is fine. Like everybody is like up in arms about like, and I, yes, there is a problem. There's a conversation that we can have about like the incarceration of black men, and you know, and you know, in regards to their counterparts, but. This is a pretty cut and dry case to me. He lied and he wasted so many resources and time from a city who already is riddled with problems as it is. Like, they already don't even spend time on shit that they should be spending their time Mm -hmm. on. And so now you have them wasting all this money on a high-profile case like this that doesn't even need to be going on. So, yeah, sure. Spend the summer in jail. Like (laughs) Seems fine to me. You didn't have to do it. And you're still out, and then the first thing that you do after you get out is this. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm gonna release a song that say like, but I'm gonna donate the check. Like, it's just like, yeah, no, sir. And listen, we're not spending any more time talking about Jesse because I, I can't. But I just had to bring it to y'all because listen, I told y'all I would keep y'all updated on Jesse, but it's he just playing a in shame. our state. Like,
1: yes. he was so great on that show. I don't. He, but he.
0: I think he thinks he is still on empire because this is something that (laughs) that like this, this whole, this whole story is like, an episode of empire. Like, I think he thinks that he is like, he believes he's the character that he is on empire. It's, 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 it's bizarre, but I do want to, uh, before we conclude our casualty, I just wanted to just talk about some more BS that's going on. And anytime I see BS like this, I'm always bringing it to the posse and I'm always going to speak up and speak out. Um, Alabama's Republican controlled uh, legislator passed two bills on the last day of the sessioning targeting transgender children, including one which makes it a felony for a doctor to administer uh, gender affirming health care to minors. Another bill which requires K to 12 students to use a bathroom designated for their biological sex, uh, included a last hour amendment Thursdays critics have compared to a similar legislation in Florida dubbed the don't say gay law. It would ban classroom discussion about sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary schools. The state house representative also approved, uh, as Section 184 which would make it a class C felony for medical professionals to provide gender affirming care um, such as hormone therapy, puberty blockers and gender reassignment surgeries to people under 18 and younger and then this is what really pissed me off um, there are very real challenges facing our young people especially today's society's pressure on modern culture okay what the is modern culture. But anyway, I believe strongly that if the Lord made you a boy, you are a boy. And if he made you a girl, you are a girl. We should especially protect our children from these radical, life-altering drugs and surgery when they are at such vulnerable stages in life. Instead, let us focus on helping them properly develop into adult God intended them to be, she said, and that's they that's their senator For, It's statements like that that it's like i i just can't i like uh, oh okay, so y you, you you want like oh. Uh, I just mm, mm. it's statements like that that just really get me because it's just like, oh, okay so sure. Like, let's infuse God in this. Let's like let's make it about the God and let's make it all of God. Like y'all kill me with this ish. And again, I stand on what I stand on. Like, oh, okay so, yeah, let's not talk about gender or sexual identity when we are at the most vulnerable and it could be helpful and representation effing matters and it's important to see that and it's like oh okay so it's just so frustrating and then and I stand on what I stand before okay I don't necessarily disagree with like some of the their what they are saying about administering, you know, different medications and things. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think there should be an age range on it. However, I definitely think it should be at the discretion of the parents. And however, if a 18-year-old can get a breast augmentation, if a 17-year-old can get a breast augmentation, if a 17-year-old can get lip injections, if a 16-year-old can get uh, collagen, like, have that same energy, Alabama, because we're supposed to be protecting our children from God-fearing medications, right? Oh, okay, because that, that, that's what I thought that I heard that you said. But I guess only when it applies to a group that you guys deem as less than or other or don't believe to be seen as people. Okay, because I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, you you was in my body and my brain, and you I, you didn't know how I felt. You, You don't know what I feel or what I believe. Okay, it's okay but okay it's 2022 that they just passed the bill that you can't discriminate for hair in the workplace and this is the ish that y'all want to be working on like I just I don't have the time Why? why do we bother you so much like, why are y'all so pressed? I don't get it. Like, why does everything have to be like so sexualized? Why oh uh, oh he gotta stay away from the bathroom? Oh, he can't go to, the ta- same. Like, why are y'all even taking that there? Like it, it just for me is like mind-boggling and spicy brisey is getting tired. And it's just like mm, 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 mm.
1: it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It really is, it's just disgusting. And like I said, like and like you said, I think that there are certain things that should be more regulated. Of course, I think I don't think that you know transitioning, and maybe I'll catch a little heat for saying this. And you know, once again, fully invite anyone with more knowledge to speak with me about any of this because I, I once I, I will admit that I'm not as well versed in all of this as as I would like to be. But I I I think that there are there should be safeguards to transitioning. I think that there should be talks i think that there should be time that you put into the, the decision before we make it i don't think it should be as easy as you know you know your 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 three-year-old or your four-year-old not that i don't think this is even really happening right comes to you and says i want to do this and then you just you, you make the decision to transition at such a young age i think that there should be time and some energy put into it and i think that there but i think that you know i think that there should be time and energy put into how we handle this legislatively i don't think that it's like a just band it all together and let's just um, start criminalizing the act. That is crazy to me. Like what are y'all doing? And I know that for some of these people, it's about you know, making sure that they get votes. I think mm-hmm. that there are some people that don't even give a damn about this issue and it's about making sure that they appeal to a certain base so that they can win these votes when the primaries come up and when the next presidential election comes up. And I know that there are some people that are just generally sick in the f-ing head. You got Andrew Giuliani, the uh son of what's his face, the former mayor of New York, talking about, "Oh, uh I'm going to be the last guy in a long time that looks under the hood right there. Uh but my daughter, I've had a daughter and she's going to stay a daughter for for as long as I can as long as I'm going to be around." Like So, what? sir, exactly. So you're saying that you went and you and I'm sorry for being so graphic, y'all. You're saying that you went and you looked at the nether regions of your four month year old daughter, and and talking again. about she's gonna stay out in like I'm gonna be the last guy in there for. Excuse me. What is wrong with y'all? It,
0: it's it it is like listen. It, uh, why does everything have to be sexualized? It's like disgusting. why? Why, when it comes to the LGBT plus community, do like, are we sexualized? Like, I I don't get it. Like, what is y'all like it? it, it, Do you all want to tell us something? (laughs) Do do we scare you? Is it that seeing us makes you realize that? like, mm,
1: It's the same thing every damn time. Like, it's like the whole thing between the blacks and the whites. Like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be sleeping with them black folks. You're going to catch the black. And then it's the same thing with the gays. Like, oh no, 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 you can't be, you can't be sleeping with them gays. They got a gay disease that's killing them all. Like, you gonna catch the gay? Now it's the trans folks. Like, oh no, 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 like you can't, you you can't be around them trans people because they're gonna turn your kids into 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 sexual deviants and all sorts of. It's just like yeah. what and is and going and, on? and right, and then it's like
0: you know, trans is n- not new. You know that we they've been around since the Egyptian time like you know like it's like this isn't a new concept they have not like we they have been here and so the fact of like you thinking like, oh if we talk about it it's going to be like no they've been here they've been surviving already in fact y'all should okay because now y'all get me in fact y'all mother should take a note out of their book To be like, first of all, we can learn something from them. We can learn something from, look how long they've been persecuted. Look how long, and they are still here and they still speaking up. They are, we can learn something, but y'all like, it's just like, uh, if you only knew the courage that it takes to say, Hey, I'm gay. If you only knew the courage that it takes to say, like to come out to your parents, if you only knew the courage that it takes for you to know that you are different and the courage that it takes to identify that and to say, this is the life that I'm going to choose because no matter what anyone out there thinks of me. And it's like, I I don't know why I'm just, I'm getting emotional right now, but it's like, No matter what anyone thinks of me, like no matter like the ridicule that I'm going to go through, the laws that they're going to pass, the hate that I'm going to get. And they still are living in their truth like that to me is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I will always be an ally and I will always support because it's like it literally is like moving me to tears to to think like and here I am thinking like, you know, I have a heart and I like I I, it's just it's sickening. It really is. And I I just, we have to do better as a society. We have to, we more conversations like this need to exist. More people need, like, we, uh, it's just, pick yeah.
1: up a book, have a conversation, go out of your way to learn more about what it is that you do not understand. Because I guarantee you, it is not as insidious and as harmful and as like, there's no, trans boogeyman out there guys like there it's just that's just not how things work the fact that you are seeing more and more instances of trans experiences and um and uh gay experiences but black whatever it is the fact that you're seeing more of those experiences because we finally got to a point where we can talk with one another and not be ridiculed as much that's the only reason that you're seeing more and more of it they were always around we just shut them out, and we acted like it didn't exist. Same thing with, like, with the Abercrombie and Fitch thing. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, we we knew it was there. We just acted like, all oh, well, right, well, that's just the way the world works. But no, we're not with that anymore. Mm-hmm. And now not, we, we we need laws that that show that. And of course, we're going to get the pushback because people don't like to see change, and they they fear things that they do not understand. So just go out and do your research. I promise you, this world is not as scary as you're making it out to be. The world is a it is a very scary place. It doesn't have to be, right?
0: Don't let your fear drive you. Uh, but but, got me a little emotional. Um, but I am always happy to have you. I'm all, I love. I just never know where our conversation is going to go, what's going to set us off or like anything, Um, which is why, again, we've created the casualty for us to be able to have these dialogues in a safe place for people to be heard, different opinions to be expressed. You don't have to like Mm-hmm. our views, you, you know, mm-hmm. but you can hear them and we'd love to hear your views. It's, it's called a conversation. It's called a dialogue, but Aman, as always, thank you so much for coming on the casual tea, what you got cooking up over there, what people can follow you at, what you do when.
1: Yes. Thank you so much uh, for having me back. You can follow me at Amon. You can follow me everywhere. um, at Amon Adwin. Um, I uh, recently closed things down for the time being over at the choir room with Matt Lagoria covering all things glee, so if you have not been able to keep, keep keep up, or if you're trying to get into Glee, please listen to our podcast. You have now like 250 episodes of content to just watch alongside or listen alongside to watching Glee. And as always, you can find me over at RHAP covering uh both Big Brother Canada ten um and drag race season fourteen.
0: Yes. Also, um, I was with Derek this weekend, and he had me watching Drag Race. I was like, oh, I, like, I've never really gotten into it. So um, Derek and his okay. friend was like, if you're going to start, he said they, I should start at
1: season 10. Is that right? Uh, season 10's okay. I would say start with season 5, but I can understand him not saying probably... Because season ten is like a little bit more modern and it's sort of like more indicative of how the show is today, so that's a fine season to start with. But I would definitely say I would I would start with like around season five because season five was such a good season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm I'm on it. But thank you guys. And this week, this
0: has been your casual tea. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky freaky freak?
1: Who's the freak of the week? Might be me. Might be you. Might be.
0: And we are on to this week's Freak of the week. And it happens to be a very sad and tragic freak of the week. Like I was telling you earlier, we were in Pittsburgh this weekend for a charity event. And on Friday, we got to take a tour of the stadiums. And while we were in the stadiums, they were like having the jerseys. And I was like, Oh, look at number three. And they were like really pushing us to get number three, Dwayne Haskins jersey. The next day, Saturday morning, we're all getting ready to go to the charity event and the news broke. That Dwayne, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback and 2018 Heisman Trophy finalist at Ohio State, was struck and killed by a dump truck Saturday morning while trying to cross a highway on foot in South Florida, police said. Haskins, who re-signed with the Steelers in March after serving as a reserve last season, was 24 years old. Dwayne was trying to cross an interstate 595 westbound lanes near the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport when he was struck and hit by a dump truck they don't have the reasons as to why he was walking on the side of the road you know one could imagine he could have ran out of gas or something but oh my god life is so short, and it is just so sad and so tragic and our thoughts and prayers here on the purple pants podcast go out to Dwayne and his family and I always say Give people their flowers. You ask, why does it matter? Because life is not promised. We are not promised another second on this earth. And it is so important to live your life how you want to live it. It's so important to love the people that you love. Show them, tell them that you love them because in in instant, life can be gone. And I just want to dedicate this podcast and this Freak of the Week to Dwayne Haskins and his family absolutely gone too soon. If Dwayne is our Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to a close of another podcast. I thank you so much for always supporting your baby boy, uplifting me, and showing me so much love. It truly means the world to me, and I am so grateful to have this platform and so grateful to have the purple pants posse I want to give y'all y'all flowers because it's important for you to know how much I am devoted and love doing this podcast. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere podcasts reside. We are there. Hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And Why does it matter? Because if in-